You're listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette, bringing the human resources and talent community to you. And now, please welcome your host today, Tim Baker. Welcome to another edition of HR Chat Podcast. I have a, an amazing uh, guest today that I had the pleasure of speaking with, named Charlie Judy. Charlie is the founder of WorkXO. He describes himself as a workplace genome mapper, culture liner, and growth generator. He's located in Chicago, Illinois. So, Charlie, welcome to the uh, HR Chat Podcast today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, and hello, audience, whoever you may be or whomever you may be. Glad to be here. Fantastic. Charlie, I, I, we, you and I have been connected through our social networks in the HR and talent world for, for actually quite a while. Um, but we finally spoke in person and then met in person uh, this past June uh, 2016. And, and it was a pleasure meeting you and, and, uh, and great chatting with you. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to, to have you tell our audience a little bit more about you. Uh, how you came to be where you are and what you do and and more about uh, WorkXO. So tell us a little bit a little bit about your career history and how you came to be where you are now and doing what you do now. Sure, yeah. And before I do that, let me echo your sentiments, Tim. I mean, it's it, it's always amazing. It always amazes me, you know, how much time we do spend. We collectively spend kind of interacting in the social media sphere, and and it's you know it's increasingly less about just interacting and more about you know kind of sharing knowledge and you know advancing the conversation for for whatever our cause may be um and and then how long it takes for us to actually you know kind of meet face to face but i mm-hmm. i am always amazed by when when in fact that happens um how quickly you kind of pick off from pick up from where you left off i mean it's almost like seeing a you know, a good friend from high school or, or college, you you, you kind of dispense with the the small talk pretty quickly and just get down to business. So it was it was great to great to see you as well, and and uh, I I think highly of what what you're doing and HR Gazette, et cetera. So thanks for having me. Well, again thank on the show. you for saying that. And, and and you know what, I I agree uh, that those of us that really leverage social media as a uh, a community catalyst or whatever you want to call it, very genuinely, that when you do meet someone. You're like, yeah, that's the guy I've been, or the person I've been communicating right. with for a while. Yeah. And that's exactly very authentic. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, please tell us, tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. So, um, and and just you know, kick me in the shins if it if if I'm taking too long here. I've had too long of a career already. I wish I wish I were closer to retirement than than I am. That's me being perfectly authentic with you about work. Um, <laughs> I, I have uh, been in the world of work for uh, uh, 25 years or so now. Um, most of my career was spent in, I guess what I would describe very generally as traditional corporate America. Um, uh, I actually started my career as a, as a CPA um, and uh, spent most of it working for you know some of the world's largest professional services firms, um, uh, but but by accident uh, fell into human resources about seven years into my career. Uh, liked it enough for all of I think the right reasons to um, pursue it 
um, as a full time career, and and uh, kind of did that then over the you know the the balance of those twenty five years. Um, I have done everything from uh, recruit to manage projects to deal with HR technology to generalist work, um, and l- my last role. Uh, I was the chief HR officer for uh, about a 2,500-person organization um, headquartered here in Chicago, but uh, uh, throughout the United States, uh, and, and left about a year ago to found um, this company, uh, which we call WorkXO, with with two of my partners, uh, Maddie Grant and Jamie Notter. Please look them up. They're awesome. Um there are a variety of reasons why a year ago was the right time for me to be doing that, um, but but mostly because I could no longer um, uh, ignore the the itch to uh, to build something and to build something that I'm really passionate about. Um, the really, you know, which is which is really um, about affecting the future of work, um, uh, and and uh, informing the future of work, and mobilizing the future of work, and um, you know, kind of bringing others along with us. Um, I, I I I feel like we uh, or have felt like we uh, in the world of work are extremely intuitive about what matters and what makes sense, uh, but we're slow um, and and maybe even sometimes ignorant to uh, actually implementing and 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 making it happen. So um, that was kind of the genesis of of WorkXO, and I'll I'll just pause there and get into a little bit more detail, obviously, around what we do. But but hopefully that answers kind of who I am, where I came from, and how we got to where we are today. That's great. I, I, I'm always interested in people's stories about their career path, how they came to be their story. And, and I mean, anyone that's, that's spent a little bit of time speaking with me knows that mine has been a, a winding road. Um, mm. I think that that offers, uh, much like yourself, a lot of uh, diverse perspective on, 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 in our case, the world of work and whatnot. So it's, uh, that's great. That's fantastic. And, and I love how you said, you know, you couldn't wait any longer to, to do what you were passionate about and build something and, and say, this is what I want to do. And that's always a, a great sort of, I guess you could call it an aha moment or, or a, that now's the time. The time is now. Let's do this. So, yeah, it's, um, inter- you know, it's interesting. We, I, I think, uh, despite the fact that I spent 25 years, you know, in the trenches, so to speak. I, I, I don't know that I ever did a very good job of paying attention to what I really like to do, um, or, or or really qualifying what it is that I like to do. Like I, I, I had ideas about what I like to do, and it was easy for me to run to certain things, which maybe were less about what I like to do and more about what were easy to do. Um, I think we sometimes mix those two things up, and so uh, I too am interested in anybody that's kind of gone through that journey of that kind of introspection and then kind of self-awareness around. Well, holy, holy mackerel! Maybe, maybe, 
by the way, I haven't used that term holy mackerel since like 1967. So, um, but 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 you know, maybe, maybe I I'm I'm not doing what I really uh, like to do, and so um, uh, yeah, interesting journey. Sorry for the for the sidebar there. No, that's you know what that's what these conversations are all about. I think <clears throat> it's um, I'm I'm in that actually that that phase right now where, and and I'm glad that you said that because now I've got to write this down. Because qualifying sort of what it is that mm. that combination of what I'd love to do and what I'm good at doing, one of them being actually what I'm doing right now is is I enjoy anybody that knows me knows that I love to talk, and so yeah. that's why I said let's let's do some podcasts. I can write and I love to write, but I don't I, I'm not usually in the in the frame to to do it. I don't set the time aside I don't but to talk, I can do that all day. Yeah. So that's no. What it's I'm in that phase too right now, and I'm 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 in a phase of discovery as well, which is fantastic, and, and I'm cool. loving it. Cool. So I'm looking through, and, and you and I've talked before, but and, and and a little bit in depth about WorkXO and and what you do and the great things you do there. Tell tell us a little bit more about the workplace genome and the eight culture makers. And yeah. How that and, and what you do with that. Yeah. So. WorkXO is really first and foremost um, a platform, which is kind of part technology, part business analytics, and part methodology um, for helping organizations and their people, obviously, get really intentional and kind of like ridiculously smart about their workplace cultures and getting smart about them, which is a lot about introspection. It's a lot about awareness. It's a lot about acceptance um, is the first very important step, but then actually doing something with that intelligence, with that data, with that understanding is really the more powerful, um, uh, Effort and and we've learned and I've certainly experienced firsthand that organizations, despite their best of intentions, um, really have trouble with that second part. Like we we can get data, whether it's kind of anecdotal, whether it's based on surveys, whether it's based on you know whatever, but then what we actually do with it um, often falls short, and it falls short because we're busy uh, because we have competing priorities, because we have um, resource deficiencies, uh, because there are very there are never enough you know hours in the day. So so um, WorkXO really has gone about kind of creating that methodology and this what we're calling really a platform, the workplace genome platform that does three things. So. The first is what we call scan, and and scan is all about really understanding your culture at the genetic level. Uh, you know, getting down to the to the layer of kind of detail, intricacy, um, intimacy that allows you to kind of tell the story and certainly to understand what it's really like to work there. Like. No more based on assumptions, no more based on one population of your 
or, or, or one segment of your population that, that, that tells their own story, but really based on how your employees experience work. And that's where our eight culture markers come in. You call them culture makers. I like the word culture makers. It's kind of the same thing. But our eight culture markers are really designed to capture all of those actions, behaviors, values, beliefs, the stuff that shows up in the workplace and how your people really experience those things. And once you've gotten that data, we help you then move into phase two, which is called decode. And, and that's a, a process for really diving into it, understanding it, drawing your own inferences from it, um, tickling out the things, teasing out the things that, that, that are really important to you, that really matter to you, that really resonate with you. And that's a, that's a distinctly unique process for every organization. So we go into that with no assumptions around what makes you or, or what makes your culture strong um, because we think that's a relative conversation. We, we, we believe there is no formula for or, or certainly there is no one formula for strong cultures. Uh, we, we no longer believe in this mantra that there is only one kind of best place to work. Um, and, and we really want to go through the discovery process of, of helping you get to what matters to you, to your organization, to what you're trying to accomplish, to what will ultimately drive your success. So that's kind of phase two. That's the, that's the decode phase. And then the, the final phase is where you kind of put your money where your mouth is, and, and we call it the upgrade phase. Um, so scan, decode, upgrade. Um, upgrade is about actually creating a playbook. It's, it's about actually putting... Uh, some stakes in the ground and, and saying, this is what we're going to do to get intentional about our culture and to get intentional about aligning our culture with the things that drive our success, not anybody else's success. And it's about attaching some timelines to it and some to-dos to it and some accountability points to it and milestones, etc. WorkXO is there along the way to facilitate, to guide to hold you accountable, not to do the work, not to even, I mean, we offer consultancy and advisory, but it's really more as a facilitator. We want you all to own and take responsibility for your workplace cultures. Um, so that's our platform. That's the Workplace Genome Platform. Um, I can talk specifically about our age eight culture markers and kind of, again, what, what they're designed to measure, but, but that at large is our approach. That's fantastic, and that and that was my error by saying eight culture makers because I. Oh can't no, that's read. okay. I, I like it. I, I'm going to start <laughs> using that, man. I mean, we've got eight culture makers slash markers. There you go. You're welcome. No, that was my. I, apparently, I can't read this read this morning. So, um, uh, because I say markers. So anyhow, <laughs> regardless. No, that's that's interesting. Uh, that's. I went to an event uh, last fall, I believe it was, or. I lose track of time, and it was a here in Toronto. People analytics, and uh, you know, it's not that this was was new, but you you said it again is that data, data. We've got data, and and we plan to do things with it. But does do people really know what it is that not only what they should be doing with it, but what they can do with it? And I think that a lot of times when you see uh, the data that comes out of, like you said, surveys or, or anything else like that that there's an intention or maybe not an intention. And I like that, to intend to do something, that power of intention. But 
that they have a, an idea of what they want to do with that data, but then may not realize what else can they do with it and yeah. what else does it mean? Yeah. Um, and we see that happen all the time where uh, in research and whatnot, where um, I don't know, maybe it's a wrong analogy, but, but a, a drug company produces a drug that's for this purpose, but they realize that it also works for this over here. Sure. Yeah. And, and that's a, a great way to put it is to really, take a look and the accountability part is is huge is that and i like how you're not doing necessarily doing things for for the organization but you're you're there as 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 a coach as advisors and to have that accountability structure which is i think is huge because as you said earlier on people are busy they have competing priorities uh and if you have that that accountability factor uh you can really make things happen well, I think there's a there's an evolution in even the conversation around workplace workplace cultures, Tim. Where that 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 I think is is really important, and, and it, it could be lost on many of us. But um, you know, I think for the longest time, we, we we thought of culture as being kind of this you know touchy feely thing that um, you know one was difficult to even describe or define in any sort of consistent terms because you know, kind of everybody had their own impressions of it. Um, but there was this kind of underlying assumption that, you know, culture kind of takes care of itself. There, there was always some debate around, you know, you know, do, do, does, does the culture come from the top down or the bottom up? And like many things in the world of work, we, we, we get caught up in these black or white, you know, propositions, which we all should be smart enough to recognize nothing is that simple. Um, but, but, I think what we're discovering is that I mean, yeah, yeah, culture can grow organically, um, and 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 it is shape shifting based on every individual that touches your organization every day. But the 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 risk is is that that it, it grows organically in a way that you don't need it to. It becomes the culture that is not going to optimize your success because you haven't taken the time to really understand. Ultimately, what drives your success? Um, we have to stop making assumptions about uh, you know the, the two or three things that make every organization successful, and start figuring out what makes us successful. And 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 that requires you know again that requires some work, and it requires some work like every day. We're starting to see you know chief culture officer roles showing up in organizations and we're starting to see the word culture in people's titles which i think is more than lip service at this point i mean i think i think we're seeing people that are literally devoting their their energy their resources their attention to culture on a daily basis um i mean if you think about the if if we were to carve out one or two percent of the time that we spend on 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 managing a benefits plan and and devote it to culture you know what kind of effort or what what kind of impact could we really make? Mm-hmm. Um, so so I, I I like I mean I like that that evolution is happening and that there's this kind of awareness now that wait a second we got to kind of stop saying the word and we can we actually have to start doing something with it. That's fantastic. <clears throat> yeah, that's great. It, that really I often wondered or I still wonder. But I'm glad you pointed out, it's probably and from your experience, too, that you see the word culture popping up now more and more in, uh, in job titles and, and, and mm-hmm. roles within an organization. But, uh, and I'd like to, and, I'd, and I'm going to believe 
that that those people are re- they are actually it's not just uh, it's not just lip service as you said it's they're devoted they're devoting their time to the area of, of, of culture and uh, within the organization and you're right you know the time the time that's spent on benefits and and, and those things um, because they are important. Uh, to, to the people within an organization, the organization as a whole, that culture is as well. So why not spend that same time, that same energy, effort? Uh, and I think that we're seeing that happening. Um, yeah. But it's, um, yeah, that, that's, that's, and <clears throat> now I'm going to, excuse me, I'm going to, um, we're kind of getting close to the, sort of close to the end of the time, although I'm sure we could talk for another half an hour. Um Speaking at events now, there's. Tell us a little bit about some events that are coming up that we may see yourself and or uh, WorkXO represented at. I know that in June, uh, where you and I met for the first time, was at uh, the Employee Engagement Awards uh, and Summit, uh, mm-hmm. which was a great event. I, I really enjoyed co-hosting that event. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, but tell us a little about some of the events that are coming up or that you may be speaking at or opportunities where people can come and. And uh, and see you and work XO and that sort of thing. Yeah, well, uh, let's see. So a couple things. Um, I mean, obviously, speaking is something that we all, M- M- Jamie and Maddie and I, really enjoy doing. Um, mostly because it makes us smarter, and we, you know, we get to hear lots of good things from people that are taking their time to to listen to us, and so. Um, that's mostly why we do it. We we um, we host a, a monthly uh, culture chat um, in the Twitter sphere, so it's hashtag culture chat, and it's the last Thursday of every month. And there's a topic, and it's pretty loose and free flowing and fun. And we'd love for you to come and just participate in that. That's a little bit like speaking, but more like a conversation. Um, I uh, am a co-founder of the Chicago Disrupt HR event. Um, uh, I'm sure many of your listeners know uh, what that event is all about, and we're having our second uh, showing here on October 19th, so uh, go check that out on Eventbrite if you're interested in joining us. Um, I am going down to Dallas this week, actually, to speak with uh, uh, a bunch of people, a bunch of um, HR executives from the, the restaurant industry about culture. Um, that one's probably booked up at this point. I will be at um, uh, Ohio Sherm. Uh, the, the the annual uh, state conference for uh, Ohio Sherm. I will be at the annual state conference for Florida Sherm. Um, I will be at the annual state conference for Illinois Sherm. Um, and we have a podcast series that we do as well. So you can go to our, our blog at workxo.com backslash blog and uh, subscribe to that if you'd like. Um, it's a little bit more in- intermittent, but it's just good conversations with good people about culture. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, no, the, I, I may just try to get down to Disrupt HR in Chicago. Yeah, but we'd I've, love to have uh, you. It'd be fun. Yeah. <clears throat> but I've got my own one to plan here. <laughs> as you know, I'm one of the co-organizers of the Toronto Disrupt HR and uh, we wanted to have one during the summer, but it, it just things got busy. So we're going to have one in probably. Unfortunately, when the weather starts to get not so nice in Toronto, being end of November or so. But anyhow, the people will come. It's all that's a fun event to do. I really enjoy 
doing that event. You get some diverse speakers and yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a great yeah. event, yeah. and that's we try to. That's what we focus on. Is that it's a fun event. It's 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 very fun. Um, excellent. So before we kind of wrap up, tell people about how they can get in touch with you and and uh, learn more about uh, work XO. I think that's probably obvious, but you can throw out your coordinates there. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I, I this was an awesome <laughs> feature for us. Like, I didn't expect it to be so much about Work XO, and I appreciate you're giving us the platform. Um, uh, really glad to be connected with your audience on that front. You know, again, WorkXO.com um, is probably a great place to start. Um, you can follow me in the Twitter sphere at HR Fishbowl. That's all one word, of course. Um, my partner is Jamie Notter. Um, and Maddie Grant, and you can look them up as well in the social media sphere. Um, and just reach out, man. We'd, we'd love to talk to you guys, particularly you culture enthusiasts that have your own ideas about what's working, what's not, um, what you're doing to get intentional about culture, and uh, maybe what we should be doing to get intentional about culture. Awesome. I'm, we're going to, uh, I'm going to do another podcast with you, and we're going to talk a little bit less specifically about work so we're going to talk a little bit more about you charlie judy and 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 you and i will kind of go back and forth to share some of our career experiences and our our career path and that sort of thing because i always like those conversations as well i'd love that anytime and and you have an open invitation to join us on our podcast as well in fact let's make that known to the world that you will be uh whether it's you or bill or whomever will be uh uh representing on uh, the work XO podcast Fantastic. That'd be awesome. I would really enjoy that. So thank you to our audience, to our listeners, whomever and wherever you might be. Uh, thanks to Charlie Judy for taking the time to speak with us about, about culture and about uh, work XO. Um, and uh, looking forward to having you on again, Charlie. Amen. Thank you so much, guys. Excellent. Thanks so much. And uh, join us next time for HR Chat Podcast. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette. 